Julie Ryan, noted psychic and medical intuitive, is ready to answer your personal questions, even those you never knew you could ask. For more than 25 years, as she developed and refined her intuitive skills, Julie used her knowledge as a successful inventor and businesswoman to help others. Now, she wants to help you to grow, heal, and get the answers you've been longing to hear. Do you have a question for someone who's transitioned? Do you have a medical issue? What about your pet's health or behavior? Perhaps you have a loved one who's close to death and you'd like to know what's happening. Are you on the path to fulfill your life's purpose? No matter where you are in the world, take a journey to the other side and ask Julie Ryan. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Ask Julie Ryan Show. I'm Julie, your host, and I'm so delighted you could join us this evening. It is uh, February 23rd in beautiful Birmingham, Alabama. Everything's in bloom. Well, not everything, but the early stuff's in bloom. We've got daffodils and cherry trees and forsythia. And I went for a walk early this morning with shorts and a t-shirt on. So for those of you that are in cold country, there is hope. And you can either come south or just wait. That weather will come to you eventually. So anyways, it was just great um, to be able to do that this morning. All right. The reason I do this show is to provide information, insight, and comfort to people all around the world by helping to answer life's unanswerable questions. And this evening, we have several callers who have joined us already, so I'm going to go ahead and and start in with them. We'll go to the phones first, and then I have had several questions that have been submitted online as well, and I will get to those as time allows. I'll get several of those in too, um, depending on how we're doing time-wise. So I believe our first caller is Linda. Hi, Linda, are you with us? Hi, Julie, I'm with you. Terrific. Tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from beautiful San Clemente, California. So you probably went for a walk this morning with shorts and a t-shirt on too, right? Well, it was a cold, brisk wind, so I did have a sweatshirt hoodie on, and I did walk the beach walk. It was beautiful. The sound of the waves are still in my head. Yeah. <laughs> well, beautiful. Well, I I didn't get uh, the sound of the waves on my walk this morning, but you know, <laughs> I did get lots of pretty flowers blooming. So yeah, but the, we all yes, you did. We all have our our uh, benefit features and benefits mm. to where we live, right? Mm-hmm. Mike. My dear friend Tracy is in Tahoe right now skiing, and she loves snow, and she's a cross-country skier, and she sent me a text this morning of a picture of her cross-country skiing, and she said they have 10 feet of snow on the ground. She said, I am in heaven. That would just send me over the edge, but, yeah. you know, she loves it, so God, love, God bless mm. her. Have fun. Yeah. Well, did you have a question for me? Well, I have a couple, but the, the okay. most pressing for me right now is about what's going on in my body, Julie. I know we've done work about the inflammation, and I'm wondering if how I've been feeling through my sinus area and what have you is connected into my mouth, if it's a true infection in my mouth or what. I've been okay. feeling very under the weather, although my diet's getting cleaner and cleaner and cleaner. Um, I have My fingers hurt when I woke up. I mean, literally, I hurt. And I, wow. I, I wonder if I just have a little bit of a bug or if this is part of my, you know, my detoxing of the crap food that I ate, you know, now okay. that I am eating so clean, much cleaner. Okay. You are sounding a little snotty. 
<laughs> for like, mm-hmm. that's a medical term. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but I'm not. It's just pressure. It's pressure. pressure. Okay. All yeah. right. Let me get you on my radar. I'm going to shoot okay. energy. What I'm going to do, Linda, and for those of you who are first-time listeners, how I do this is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit. And we vibrate more slowly when our spirits are in our bodies simply because our bodies have mass. So what I do is I raise my vibrational level to the level of spirit, and it allows me to connect with anyone's spirit anywhere in the world, either somebody whose spirit is in a human body and they're alive or the spirit is deceased. And so that's what I'm going to do with Linda. So how I'm going to do that is I'm going to close my eyes, raise my vibrational level. It takes me a second. A laser beam will go from my body here in Birmingham, Alabama. It will connect to her in San Clemente, California. And then I'm going to shoot energy from her feet up through the top of her head. And it's almost as if I'm looking in my mind's eye at an X-ray, a CT scan, an MRI, something like that. So I, I tell people, Linda, it's like I have a big screen TV in my head, <laughs> but, but my eyes are closed. So kind of like when you go to the movie theater, you know, it, it, when you're in the dark, it lets you watch the movie better. Well, I cover my eyes so it makes it darker so I could see better. I, I probably look, I probably look really, really hilarious. But anyways, what the heck? You can't see me, right? Okay. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, great. All right, so here goes my laser beam. It's heading to San Clemente. Got you. Okay. Yeah, your sinuses are really inflamed. They are really inflamed. Okay, what inflammation looks like to me is red fog, but it's dry fog. It reminds me of the fog that an athlete would run through when he's running, he or she is running onto the field or onto a basketball court or a volleyball court. You know how they do that sometimes mm-hmm. with athletes, but it's really red. So I'm going to get that inflammation calmed down by applying anti-inflammatory energy. And what that looks like, Linda, is it's kind of a royal blue color as it appears to me. Does that mean this is really what this stuff looks like? Who knows, but it's what it looks like to me so I can figure out what's going on. So I'm going to calm this inflammation down. Yeah, you've got, an, you've got a sinus infection going on. Um, you've, you've got a lot of, of um, you know, drainage stuff, and it's kind of thick looking and kind of yellowy, like it's sinusy. Sometimes you can taste when you have a sinus infection. Are you tasting? Do you know what I'm talking no. about? No. Yeah, but no. I mean... I definitely feel like it's moved. My neck is, um, my lymph nodes in my neck are responding, and yeah. Okay, couple of things that you can do. Uh, if you go to the doctor, they're going to give you an antibiotic, and that will clear it up. But you don't have mm-hmm. to do it that way. There's a couple of other that. things. Yeah, there's a couple mm-hmm. things you can do. First of all, have you heard of a neti pot? Yeah, where you can rinse out your sinuses. I yeah. have one that I use that's made by Waterpick, the you know the company that makes it when you brush your teeth, you can use a Waterpick right. and it gets all the all the food and stuff out of your teeth. Waterpick has one that I really like a lot and it's battery operated and you put saline in it and you can rinse out your sinuses that way. That's the first thing I would do, Linda. The second thing I would look into is you can buy colloidal silver. Have you ever heard of colloidal silver? Yes. 
Okay. You can get it. Colloidal silver, for those of you who are listening who don't know what it is, is it's just liquid silver. And bacteria cannot live in a metallic environment. And sinus infections are bacterial infections. So colloidal silver they have in the health food store, and I know Whole Foods has it, and you can get it on Amazon as well. They have a bottle of colloidal silver that's a small bottle that is a nasal spray. And you can spray that stuff up your nostrils. That bug's not going to be able to live in that metallic environment. You can also gargle with a little bit of it if your throat starts to hurt from the drainage. Sometimes that's how our throats get infected is, you know, we get a sinus infection and then it affects our throat when it's draining. And what I do with that, Linda, is I'll take a little, like an orange juice glass, a real little one, and I'll put maybe an inch of the colloidal silver in it and then I'll put another inch of water and gargle with it and then spit it out. Don't swallow it. So when you've got that, when you spray it up your nose, spit it out when it comes down into your throat. Okay? Okay. Don't swallow it. And that's going to help knock it out. Okay? Okay. Um, So let me see, is this part of your detox? No. Um, It's mold related. Do you have mold where you live? In your house. Well, you know, we just, yes, we discussed that. And uh, also, I was in Vegas with high winds. And. Okay. This is mold that's triggering this. I don't know about the high winds, but I'm getting it's mold. All right. Okay. So um, try and eradicate the mold or get yourself out of the moldy areas as much as you can. Or or if you have one of those air purifiers, run that. Okay. And that, that will help too. But get the colloidal silver. It's not that expensive. And, um, and use a neti pot if you've got one. Got it. Okay? Okay. I'll be better Thanks then. so much for calling. Yeah, you'll Thank be better. You. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll heal fine. Okay. okay thanks for Thank calling. You. Hope you feel better. All righty. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's see who's next. I believe it's Miss Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Hi, Julie. How are you, girl? Well, um, I'm not feeling so great. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati. What's going on up there? Why are you not feeling great? What's going on? Um, well, when, when, when we left off last week, um, we were talking about the Epstein-Barr flare, which um, looked to you like it was calming down and uh, I was supposed to rest the it, rest in water was supposed to drinking a lot of water and that's what I've been doing but um but with oh lemon God. in it if I remember right yeah yeah we talked with about lemon. for some reason with lemon I don't know lemon must be yeah. some and I've been doing that thing. good I've been doing that um and my, and the lemon does make me I mean I I do feel good after I drink that, but um, but this has been. I mean, I'm now at three weeks in of of this Epstein Barr flare up where I have this burning nerve pain in my feet and my tailbone and all the areas where I've had nerve damage before. You know, like where your and my urethra is what I, I was been trying to figure out, and I've been asking for guidance. Like, what is it that's hurting so bad exactly? That's burning so bad. I mean, I can't hardly sleep. It's just been oh wow. 
sitting is really painful. Um, oh. And I think I'm pretty sure it's my urethra. And sure enough, when I looked up Epstein Barr, it says urethritis is common with Epstein Barr. So I'm just curious if there's anything else you see that I can do here with this thing, or hopefully it's about run its course because three weeks is a long time. That is a long time. Goodness. Uh, okay, let me get you on my radar. Laser beam heading from me here in Alabama, shooting up 65 and to Interstate 71. Okay, got ya. All right, let's see. Yeah, last week, Kathy, help help remind me, but I'm starting to remember that I saw a little like paramecium looking critters that were in your energy field. And it reminded me of looking at a slide of a drop of water. Um, maybe when you were in high school or, or college and you saw those little critters floating around yeah. and swimming around in the water. And I saw that you still got bunches of those. So, And, and what are those? Yeah. Is that bacteria? That's No, I think it's the virus. I oh, you think, think it's Epstein Barr? Yeah, I think it's oh, the Epstein okay. Barr. Well, it certainly feels it, like Epstein Barr to me. Yeah, yeah, and it just looks like you know what a paramecium looks like. It reminds me of um, there's a pattern that sometimes they make clothes out of, and you see it on men's ties, and it kind of looks like an oval with a little a little point at the end of it, almost yeah. like a a pais- yeah, no, mean- it paisley. Yeah. That's what the paramecium's look like to me. I don't know what they really look like, but that's what, that's what they look like to me. So um, what I'm watching happen is uh, this really bright light is being shown on your energy field. It's almost like this really intense spotlight. In the, it's a laser, but it's a spotlight. It's more, it would be more like if you had, if you were in the dark and you were using a, a kind of a narrow flashlight. You know those flashlights you can plug into the wall in your house, and so they're always yeah. charged. Yeah. It, it, it reminds me of that it would be about that size, and it's just like cooking the daylights out of these um these critters that are in your system. So this is a healing, everybody, that's happening with Kathy. And um, so what I'm seeing now is I'm starting to see those critters not move around as much, those paramecium. And it's almost like it's, it's eradicating whatever the contents inside the virus is, and, and it's almost leaving a sack, does that make sense? Like, it reminds me of if you had a blister on your foot and you pop the blister, that skin from the bubble, the blister is still attached to your foot. Yeah. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So what I'm watching happen now is I'm watching all those little empty sacks that had the virus inside of it. And it would be interesting to Google this, Kathy, and see if it's what it really looks like. It's just what I'm seeing as yeah. I'm scanning you. Um but I'm watching all these little sacks get removed. Okay, let's cut to the chase. What can Kathy do to help her body heal quicker? Citrus. Continue to drink the letter, the water with lemon. And remember, just squeeze the lemon into the water. Don't any, right. don't ever put any any cut lemon or lemon peels into the water because the skin of the lemon, the rind of the lemon is full of yeast. So you're just drinking a yeast cocktail if you're drinking it in water or tea or hot tea or whatever. So just squeeze the lemon in there. I'm getting um, 
Um, being shown a picture of citrus, those little clementine oranges that are in season right now, Kathy. Yeah. You can eat those, you know, any kind of citrus. For some reason, and again, this would be interesting to Google, the, maybe the Epstein bar doesn't like citrus. I don't know. Now, no, but still no lime. I know last time we talked, it was no on the lime. I'm getting oranges, like oranges and I'm okay. seeing and bowls of those little clementines. And I just bought a couple bags of those a couple days ago in the grocery store here. And I'll just buy one bag, get one free for $3 or something. So yeah. they must have a bumper crop this year. Yeah. Uh, try and find organic if you can. But if you can't, eat it anyways because that peel, the orange peel and the citrus peel is pretty thick. I think if you go to, um, if you Google the Dirty Dozen and the Clean 15, that will tell you what the foods are you can eat that aren't full of pesticides and herbicides because of the skin. I know citrus is one and um, avocados is another and, you know, coconuts, stuff with, you know, with thick outer um, peels on them. So. I hope that helps. Okay, thank you. Okay, and are you taking your vitamin C and zinc? Um, I am. Um, yes, I am. I think okay. I bought the. Yeah, I didn't buy the. Op- I didn't do a great job with buying the vitamin C. I'm taking instead of taking 500 twice a day, I'm taking a thousand once a day. But it's the ester C, so. Okay, ester C is good, and everybody, ester C is buffered, so it's not going to upset your stomach like straight vitamin C might. The other thing, Kathy, is I want you to take it three times a day till you're better. Three, like a thousand three times a day? Thousand of C, ester C, and 50 of zinc three, three times, times a day. day till you're better. That is an immune booster. It's going to help your body just, you know, heal yourself. Okay, I will do that. Okay. okay. All right. Well, I hope you feel better. Thank you so much. Okay. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Well, we do the show, everybody, every Thursday night at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Call-in number is 712-770-4160, and the access code is 533-677-POUND. Now, if you don't have a memory that you can just memorize that hearing it once, there are a couple places you can find it. First of all, you can go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com. Scroll down to the bottom of the homepage, and you'll see all this call information there. Secondly, you can pull it up on your iPhone or whatever kind of phone you use. If you look up Ask Julie Ryan in the podcast, in the body of the description of, of the podcast, these call-in numbers and the access code are there. And thirdly, if you sign up for my newsletter on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, that's my weekly blog. And I, I usually send out, I don't usually, I do send out a uh, question that somebody has submitted online and I answer it, and the call-in information is on that email as well. So please sign up for my newsletter when you're on my site. And speaking of questions submitted online, here's one that was sent to me from Kara, and Kara's in Los Angeles, California, and she asked, Hey, Julie, I just started listening to your podcast, and I'm hooked. 
I have two questions. I'm a Reiki healer and have recently begun channeling people who have crossed over for my clients. I have yet to connect with my own past loved ones, and when I do connect with my clients' loved ones, it isn't super clear to me who I'm talking to. I just get vivid pictures slash words and recently more physical sensations. I relay the message and then my clients put the pieces together. Here's my question. Will I ever be able to distinguish and know exactly who I'm connecting to without having to ask my clients? And when will I be able to connect with my loved ones? Also, a psychic once said to me that my grandmother is around me, but that she will only be around me for seven more years. What does that mean and where is she going? Thank you. I look forward to hearing from you and will continue to listen to your podcasts with four exclamation points after the after podcast. Love and light, Kara. So here's my response. Hi, Kara. Thanks for those kind words about my show. Regarding your questions about connecting with deceased loved ones, it sounds like you're well on your way. Your skills will continue to develop as you use them. It's just like any other skill and will get better with lots of practice. I've been doing this work for over 22 years and my abilities continue to get better all the time. You may want to simply ask the spirit with whom you're communicating for its name. Their answer will come to you within a second. If you think about it for more than that, it'll most likely be your brain answering you. I receive information in my head. It's a combination of direct knowing and hearing the answer. I believe it's telepathic communication and that anyone can learn how to do it. An example is the indigenous cultures, and I have in parentheses, aborigines in Australia that have been communicating telepathically over vast distances for millennia. There's all kinds of stories, and you can Google this, where aboriginal warriors will telepathically communicate with somebody that's like 2,000 miles away in Australia, in some other part of Australia in the outback. And they've been doing it for ever. So, you know, this is nothing new. People have been doing it for a long time. Anybody can learn, learn how to do it. I went on to say, I choose to convey all the information I receive. My feeling is, who am I to judge what my client needs to hear? I believe since I'm the messenger, I wouldn't receive the info if I wasn't supposed to pass it along. Many psychics, however, do choose to edit what they spiritually receive. So do what seems right and comfortable to you. Okay, here we go. And uh, then I went on to say, in addition, you'll eventually be able to summon and communicate with your deceased loved ones too. Just think of whomever, close your eyes, picture them in your head, and talk with them either aloud or mentally. Again, their, res- their response will be the first thing that enters your mind. Also, pay attention to your physical sensations and especially your sense of smell. Spirits utilize a multitude of ways to communicate with us. Quick story, when my son Jonathan was little, I think he was in the fifth grade, my mother had just died and my mother was a teacher and a principal for her career. And I picked Jonathan up in the carpool lane and he got in the car and he said, Mommy, I was taking a math test today and I could smell Nana's perfume. And I said, well, Nana was just there helping you with your math test. And I thought that was really cute. But my mother's spirit made herself known to her grandson, my son, Jonathan, you know, during his math test because he recognized her perfume. I thought that was really something. Okay. I went on to say, now, 
With regard to your deceased grandmother, she's always around you. She was standing next to your right shoulder when I connected to you. When I asked her why the psychic told you she'd only be around you for seven more years, your grandmother said that that particular psychic was raised in a culture that believed the spirit moves on from the earth plane after seven years. I think some of the Armenian cultures and Greek Orthodox cultures and Macedonian cultures, some of them have this seven-year thing. I've heard that before. I went on to say, we all have filters we use, sometimes unconsciously, that reflect religions, superstitions, and other things we're taught as children. So, the good news is, your grandmother will always be around you, both in this lifetime and most likely in many of the next ones, too. Good luck with your practice. You may want to check out Hands of Light by Barbara Brennan, Ph.D. It was the first textbook used when I began my study of energy work. I believe you'll find it both interesting and informative. Thanks for your question. So that was kind of a a long answer to to, um, Kara's questions, but what a great question. Thanks, Kara, for submitting it, and um, good luck with your practice. Okay, let's go back to the phones, and I believe we have Emma with us. Hi, Emma, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Hi there. How are you this evening? I'm good, thank you. Good. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. San Clemente, California. San Clemente. All right, did you take a walk on the beach this morning as well? (laughs) Yes, I did. Oh, aren't you the lucky girl? Terrific. (laughs) Well, do you have a question for me? Yes. Yeah, so I just recently moved to the desert, um, Palm yeah. Springs, and right. I just took a new position, um, new job. Terrific. Industry. Um, so I just had a question. Just I've been kind of a wanderer the last few years, which I enjoy, uh-huh. and I've been here with my new job a little over a month. So just questioning you know my maybe my time frame there in the desert or with this position how much success will I have with this company okay what um, we can ask some questions Emma and also let's talk about how you can ask these questions and get information as well from um, from God the universe your angels your spirit guides your deceased loved ones the whole group And how I find this works the best is to ask a question and always preface it with, is it in my best interest to, and then finish the sentence. And it can be a multiple choice question. It can be a yes, no question. It can be any of the above, but it's the first thing that pops into your head. Like what I was describing to Kara. If you think about it for more than a second or two, That's going to be your brain answering you. Okay? Okay. The other thing I want you to know, Emma, is spirits are super, super literal. So we want to refine the question and make it as specific as possible. Because they're going to answer the question, and we think in our minds when we ask it that it's one way, but when we really look at it, it's a broad-based question, and so the answer may not correlate with what we're thinking at the time. So let's come up with some questions to ask, and we'll ask them together, and then we'll compare notes. How about that? Okay. Okay. So what would be a question? Is it in Emma's best interest to live in Palm Springs? 
Okay. What do you get? What's the first thing that pops in your head? Is it in, is it in Emma's best interest to live in Palm Springs, California? Yes. I got a yes, too. So let's refine it down some more. Is it in Emma's best interest to work in the industry and at the job she's currently doing in Palm Springs, California at this moment in time? What's the first thing that comes to your head? Not sure. I got a yes before the question was out. That yes came faster than, is it in your best interest to live in Palm Springs? Okay. So that came out. So is it in, you know, what's some other, what are some other questions that you can come up with focused around that? Um, maybe is it in my best interest to be patient for the financial rewards to actually um, flourish? I got a yes. Let's refine it down. That's pretty broad-based. Uh, how about will Emma's current job produce the financial um, amount that she wants or something along those lines? Will it produce the income that Emma wants? At this moment in time, will Emma's current job produce the income that she that you want, that you need, that you desire? What do you think? Yes. Okay. So, no, I mean, I was asking about the question. To oh, yeah, I like to talk. Yeah. So, will, will Emma's current job in Palm Springs produce the income she desires? Is that a good word to put? Yes. Okay. And what do you get when you ask that question? Yes. I got a yes, too. So um, is it in Emma's best interest to... Continue living with the same roommate. (laughs) There you go. Is it in Emma's best (laughs) interest to continue living with her current roommate? What do you get on that? No. I got a no, too. I got a no as well. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. Is that something that you can change? No, we're in a lease for a year. Okay. All right. So, um, other questions? Um, no, I can't think of anything else right now. Okay. Terrific. Well, thanks for calling. Good luck on your adventure in Palm Springs. Thank you. Good luck with your roommate. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks for calling. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But you do get out. So you get a place when you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Were we the last one? Oh, sorry. Have you ever heard of Cozy Earth Bedding? It's your ultimate luxury escape. Cozy Earth sheets are temperature regulating and incredibly soft, and they even have a 10-year warranty. They're made from organic bamboo and silk, are hypoallergenic, and even antimicrobial. Cozy Earth sheets are so amazing, they've been on Oprah's favorite things list for five years in a row, and I have them on my bed right now. So, if you're ready to elevate your sleep, Cozy Earth has a special offer just for my listeners. 
Go to CozyEarth.com and use the code AskJulie for a 35% discount. That's C-O-Z-Y-Earth.com and use code AskJulie for a 35% discount. Upgrade your sleep with Cozy Earth Bedding. I love them and so will you. I think our next caller is Susie. Hi, Susie. Hi, how are you? I'm well. How are you, girl? I'm good, thanks. I actually um, wasn't sure I had a question, but then I thought of something for my husband, if it works to check him out. Sure. I guess you have to, sure. to do that. He, um, I'm just wondering if he had, he says he's been just tired all the time, and I don't know if he's, you know, it's just lack of sleep or if he actually has any reason to be feeling really tired. And also if there's anything about his new job, he his job is moving to Texas, and he's not moving with it, so he's going to have to find a new job in the next, um, well, I guess he'll be working for a few more months, but I'm um, wondering if you see anything in either of those areas for him. Sure, absolutely. Susie, please hey. tell everybody where you're calling from. The San Francisco Bay Area. Are you having flooding issues, or is that south of you in San Jose? Um, well, it's south of me in San Jose, but there's also some up north. So, but yeah, we've been we've been lucky here. So okay, so you haven't had to evacuate or anything. No, no. There's a street near us, a few miles away, that has to gets closed down a lot for flooding. But we've been really lucky. So good. Okay. All right, stay, stay safe out there. I I watch those news reports and think, holy moly, those poor people. You know, it's either feast or famine. It's drought or floods. But mm-hmm. it's sounding like so okay what's your husband's name Roy Roy all right what I'm going to do Susie is I am going to connect to you and then from you I'm going to connect to Roy and I'm going to ask his permission to scan him okay thanks simply because I don't walk around scanning people without their permission I don't think it's ethical <laughs> so, um, you know also can you imagine if I don't really want to know all this stuff. Can you imagine being in a crowd of people and just getting all this information on people? That would be exhausting. <laughs> so I, I don't imagine. do that. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to hook into you. Laser beams coming from me here in Alabama, connecting into you. Got you. Okay. Going to Roy. Okay. Got Roy. Roy, I'm with Susie on the phone. Is it okay if I scan you? He's saying sure. Well, that okay. looks good. Well, that I makes it convenient. What's really funny, Susie, is sometimes I'll get a no, and it's usually from little kids <laughs> that their parents or their grandparents want me to scan them, and it's some three- or four-year-old is saying, no, you can't scan me. So I'll tell their parent or grandparent to go back and explain to them what's going on, and then I'll try again, and then I'll be okay mm-hmm. with it. So, okay. Right. What is up with you? He looks exhausted. Yeah, he's just operating on about 20% power. Um, okay, so let's see. Let me see if I can shoot some energy through him and see what's going on. Well, the first thing I got is he needs testosterone. How old is he? 52. Okay. Has he had his testosterone checked? No, I was thinking maybe he should go to the doctor and get things checked. Yeah. I think so that's the number one thing. Okay. Yeah. So is there, how, do you, you, what is, how do you get more testosterone? They, it, it's a prescription. Oh, okay. Excuse me. So, the, okay. It, and, it, and usually, I think um, there's lots of different kinds that are 
bioidentical, which is what you want, because that's going to match the molecular structure that the body manufactures. And um, his doctor should know about that. Androgel comes to mind, and I know that's one that's a pharmaceutical, but also compounding pharmacies will make testosterone, bioidentical testosterone. So do some research on that. Just Google Google bioidentical testosterone, and there'll probably be some um, clinics close by you that will um, be ones that you can consider. Okay. You're, uh, he, he probably wants to get his testosterone checked from his doctor, but somebody that really knows what they're doing with the bioidentical hormones, Susie, is going to be able to... Uh, say, okay, this is what his, his tests show, but it's normal for his age, but we want him to have the testosterone levels of somebody that's in their 30s mm-hmm. to give him energy and stamina and all of that. So okay. that's the only thing that I'm seeing. Is okay, and do you see anything about his job, about where he might be? Okay, so let's see. Well, let's ask some questions. You know how this works. Is it in Roy's best interest to stay in the same industry he's currently in? What's the first thing that comes in your head? No. <laughs> I got to know, too. Okay. I got to know as well. What is he interested in? Um, well, he'd love to be able to do volunteer work and um, work with baseball, but he, you know, we can't afford to do that. <laughs> can't retire yet. So with all the money we spend on my son's baseball, so he needs well, to work somehow make an income. Okay. So is there a position that Roy would enjoy and that would pay him enough money in the baseball field? I get a yes on that. Hmm. Is it in the Bay Area? No. Is it in Oakland? Yeah, no answer. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of the Giants, and then I'm thinking of... But it, he's probably a big Giants fan, and it would be sacrilegious for him to work for anybody he's else. A, he's right? actually A's fan, the Oakland A's. Oh, how interesting is that? Because mm-hmm. I got Oakland. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, that's near us. So, <laughs> right. Uh, so, is it in Roy's best interest to start making connections with the Oakland A's about a position? I'm getting a yes. Huh. Okay. Well, that's really what industry is he in now? Um, financial. Um, okay. Well, I know that's big. Finance. That's big business, but it's that whole, you know, MLB thing is big big business and all those leagues are as well. But it may not be working for the A's, but certainly there are lots of other industries that deal in that niche. You know, not just the team itself, but certainly the broadcasting industry. You know, there's all kinds of stuff that's coming to mind. I'm thinking manufacturing industry, food industry, you know, the apparel industry, the licensing industry, the there's just mm-hmm. it's endless. So hmm. have him have him look into that. Because okay. I'm getting a really strong hit on that. But to stay open to how his involvement would be with baseball. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, you know, great. Broaden, broaden his horizons to, you know, maybe he works for a licensing company that licenses, um, you know, the baseball, whatever, their trademarks and their logos and jerseys and all that to apparel companies. Or maybe he works in some kind of vending industry that supports baseball stadiums or I mean, it's just endless. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the possibilities. that. Yeah, you bet. You bet. All right. Stay safe with all that water. You guys got more rain coming in, huh? Yes. Yes. <laughs> thank you. All right. Okay. Thanks. One, one other quick question. Did you get your house alarm? Uh, yes, we did. Good. We did. Do you feel better? And yes, I do. And we had gone out of town last week. That's why I didn't call in Thursday. We were out of town going to head to the flooding area in Santa Barbara. But, yes, we had the alarm. So so thanks a lot. Good. Definitely feel good. better. Good, good, so. good. It makes you feel better, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Julie. Everybody, Susie's house was broken into a couple of weeks ago, so that's what we were talking about. So, okay, thanks for Thank calling. Thank you. You bet. You Take thanks care. So Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go to another question that was submitted online, and this comes from Ashley, and Ashley is from Niagara, Ontario, Canada, and she asked, Hi, Julie. I've had problems with my reproductive health for a solid year, and the last month has pushed me over the edge. My menstrual cycle is now out of whack, and I'm feeling all kinds of uneasiness. Please help. I'm so tired of fighting with my body to feel normal. Thank you for your time, Julie. And here's my response. Hi, Ashley. So sorry you're feeling punky. Once I got you on my radar, I found you were full of inflammation from what looks to me like heavy metal toxicity. What that looks like, everybody, is imagine really watery beef broth. It's kind of a light brownish color, and it has a watery consistency, that energy. That's when I, when I see heavy metal toxicity. And sometimes I'll see sparkles, like little, little um, shards or little specks of metal in it, and that's what I saw with Ashley. This condition can affect your menstrual cycle and cause lots of other symptoms. In particular, you seem to have an excess amount of iron and cadmium in your system. I believe you're ingesting both from your water supply and additional cadmium from cigarette smoke. I got, and I put that in parentheses, when I say I got something, that means information was in my head about it. When I was thinking about it, information came to me about Ashley's condition. So I said, I got the iron was primarily from rusty pipes. Do you live in an old house? And the cadmium, a metal used to make batteries, is leaching from waste sites into the ground and then into the water supply. Cadmium and other toxic metals can also get into our water in the form of road runoff. And then there are those cigs. Are you around a lot of smoke? In any event, here's what may help. Eat foods that will help you detox the heavy metals from your body. Some of those foods are pears, green apples, citrus, grapes, cabbage, spinach, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, beets, garlic, and cilantro. Google Foods Detox Heavy Metals for a more complete list. In addition, find a functional medicine physician and work with them to heal your body. A functional medicine doctor is trained to reverse engineer your system, symptoms to find the cause of those symptoms and fix that issue. Just go to functionalmedicine.org, put in your city, 
province, remember she's in Canada, and country and choose from the list that will be displayed. The best news is I truly believe you can and will heal from this. Thanks for your question. So Ashley, figure out where, where you're getting these these toxins from, I kept seeing these rusty pipes and they were rusty on the inside of the pipe. I know Michigan, I think it's in Flint, they had lead in their water supply from lead in the pipes. This is rust. This is rust that's kind of coppery color, you know, kind of a, it's a rust color um, that is on the inside of pipes that the water that you're ingesting is going through. It, maybe it's at your house, maybe it's where you work. I don't know but that's what I'm getting is causing your symptoms. So good luck with that. Okay. I believe we have another caller and I believe it's Musa. Hi, Musa. Are you with us? Yes, I am. Hi there. How are you, sir? Doing fine, Julie. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Please tell everybody where you're calling from. I'm calling from Connecticut today. Okay. What's going on up there? You guys got a bunch of snow up there, don't you? Well, we had some some snow a couple of weeks ago, but uh, today we had about 61 degrees, and it was pretty nice. Terrific. Well, good, good. Well, do you have a question for me? Sure do. Okay. Uh, A couple of days ago, I was listening to your your recorded lectures, uh, actually recorded shows, and uh, we talked about guardian angels. Yeah. And how we are all we are all assigned a guardian angel that follows us and protects us. And I wanted you to tell me who's my guardian angel, his name, his her name. Okay. And uh, if there's more than one. Okay. And that's it. All right. Terrific. Well, we all get a guardian angel when we decide to uh, have the human experience, when our spirit comes to have the human experience. And I see them, Musa, interestingly enough, you know where I see them the most is in surgery. When somebody's having surgery, they, they hang above the head of the anesthesiologist, which is a riot because anesthesia is – they. I've heard anesthesia is the most important doctor in the room because, you know, they're keeping the patient alive with the breathing machines and stuff. My girlfriend had eye surgery on Tuesday and I was at the hospital with her for her eye surgery. And of course they scanned her when she was in the room. So I could see what the surgeons and the staff are doing when somebody's in the OR. I can see it real time. I can usually even read the anesthesia equipment, but there was her guardian angel hovering right above the head of the anesthesiologist. So I see him then. I also see them. Um, the main guardian angel is always with us when we're in human form, when we're in physical reality and they're, they're, really present when somebody is dying and then they bring in other guardian angels to help but we all have a primary guardian angel so let me connect to you in connecticut moose and let's find out who yours is well i that was fast i got yours is named leo is how i'm interpreting that um and it's funny because some of the names that i get for these angels musa are who knows what language they're in they can be in some language that's been a dead language for eons, you know, something that maybe is BC. And there are all kinds of linguists at universities that study these languages that are no longer spoken or, 
or read ancient texts sometimes they'll be in we hear about ancient languages like the dead sea yep. scrolls and stuff like that so your name is yours your angel's name is leo and um that's what your angel wants you to call it leo okay leo and we put um male and female names with angels just because it helps our human minds do that and it's in the bible again i think it's just how mm-hmm. whoever was writing that particular part of the bible was getting the information and and assimilating it so that the masses could understand it but i don't see that angels have a sex i see that they're unisex and i see that there are different kinds of angels like in the paintings so a guardian angel as they appear to me is tall, six to seven feet tall. I like to say they're big ass angels <laughs> because they're big, and they um, they wear a white white gown, belted at the waist with a rope. They're barefoot. They got big old wings, big 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 big, big wings. All right, archangels are dressed in Roman soldier outfits, but they got wings. Uh, cherubs look like chubby toddlers you know, chubby babies to me. Now, does that mean that's really what they look like? No. Does that mean that's what they look like to me because I was raised in Catholic schools for 12 years? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's just so that I can identify who they are. Okay. okay. But when somebody's dying, if you go on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, you'll see there are diagrams of different phases of transition. What are you doing? Can you? Oh, I am so sorry. I, uh, That's okay. You sound like ahead. you're playing dominoes. <laughs> I was opening a bag of pistachios. Sorry about okay. that. Okay. All right. <laughs> like you, you had lined up a bunch of dominoes and just had flicked them so they'd all tumble. Okay. Um, so anyways, on that on my website, on the 12 phases of transition, you'll see there's a diagram of how angels are positioned around us when we're dying. And uh, they all look the same to me, those guardian angels, when they're there, when somebody's dying. So I hope that answers your question. And is it only one or just there more than just Leo here working on me? Leo's, Leo's your main guy, your main angel. And, um, and then when you're when you're ready to go back to non-physical and go to heaven, you'll have other guardian angels that will be brought in to assist. I believe that other angels can assist when they're called in, but our guardian angel is the one who really uh, helps with that. You know, they're the, they're the organizers. They're the party planners. <laughs> okay. Awesome. When you have Thank more of that. Thank you very much. Yeah, you bet. You bet. Thanks for calling. Awesome. Enjoy your pistachios. <laughs> Look forward to it. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Thank Musa. You. Take care. Bye-bye. Right. Oh, that was funny. I After I said that, I thought, I, I sound like a mother there going, what the heck are you doing with that voice? So anyway, uh, also on my website, AskJulieRyan.com, you guys, go on there and schedule an appointment with me. And then we can really do a deep dive as far as what's going on with you. And, and we can do medical scans. We can do past life 
questions. We can talk to your deceased loved ones. We can scan your pets. I scan houses. I mean, it's just like a buffet of psychicness. And it really is fun to have those long conversations, but also it's really informative and we get to the root of what's going on. You know, I mean, I can only answer so much in the time that we have, but we, this podcast an hour, if you call and schedule an individual session with me, we'll have an hour, just you and I will have an hour to discuss whatever. Okay. Speaking of time, here's another question that was submitted online. And this comes from Donya, and she's from Port Orchard, Washington. And Donya asked, hi, Julie, could I have a medical scan, please? What do you see with my endocrine system? Thank you. And here's my response. Hi, Danya. I'm delighted to do a medical scan of your body for you. After connecting with you, I could see lots of inflammation. Once I got it calmed down, I saw what looked like adrenal fatigue. The adrenal glands, there are two, are the size of a grape and sit on top of the kidneys. Our adrenals help normalize blood sugar, reduce inflammation, regulate blood pressure, and help us deal with stress primarily by producing a hormone called cortisol. If you're low in cortisol, you could be feeling fatigued and be having difficulty concentrating. You may notice sleep issues and be having trouble losing weight. And most of all, you may be feeling a lot of brain fog. And by brain fog, I mean like your brain just doesn't feel right. It feels like it's you're cloudy and your brain is kind of fuzzy and you're not, you're, you just don't feel like you're operating on you know, full brain capacity. Anybody that's ever had brain fog knows what I'm talking about with that. I went on to say, if you're experiencing any of these symptoms, you may want to visit a functional medicine physician. Functional medicine docs will reverse engineer your symptoms, help you figure out what's causing those symptoms, and help you fix the source of the problems. To find a functional medicine doctor in your area, go to functionalmedicine.org and put in your zip code. Hope this information helps. All right. I obviously am a big fan of functional medicine doctors, and here's why. Conventional doctors are taught how to treat symptoms. They're not taught how to fix the symptoms unless you've got something that needs surgery and then oftentimes the surgery will fix the symptom. But functional medicine doctors are, they're kind of like secret agents. They're going to say, they're going to look at your body as a whole system and they're going to say, okay, what are all these symptoms and how do they tie together? So they're, when I talk about they're going to reverse engineer your symptoms, they're going to say, okay, this person has these five or six symptoms. How do they relate? What's causing them? Do they all lead to the same cause? Or is one cause, you know, perfect timing, Mosa, if you're still listening, is it a domino effect that's causing another symptom? And that's a domino effect that's causing another symptom. But if we get to what the primary cause is, will those other symptoms go away? Does that make sense? So that's why I'm such a big advocate for functional medicine docs because conventional docs, aren't, they aren't trained on how to do that. And functionalmedicine.org is the place to go because these guys, they're physicians, MDs and osteopaths, but they're going to treat you differently than a regular conventional medicine doctor will. 
back to our first caller, Linda. She's got a sinus infection. Conventional doctor's going to give her antibiotics to clear it up. A functional medicine doctor's going to give her ways to help her heal, but then it's going to find out what's causing the sinus infections so she can eradicate the problem and not have it anymore. So that's a little bit of an explanation why I'm such a proponent of functional medicine doctors. Well, we are about out of time, everybody. Please follow me on Instagram, follow me on Facebook, both at Ask Julie Ryan. And go to my website, AskJulieRyan.com, sign up for the newsletter, schedule a, a private consult with me, and, uh, and also find the call-in numbers so you can call in and join us next week with your question. So thanks for joining us, everybody. I hope you have a great weekend, and I, and I hope your week is terrific, too. Take care. Bye now. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to follow Julie on Instagram and YouTube at Ask Julie Ryan and like her on Facebook at Ask Julie Ryan. To schedule an appointment or submit a question, please visit AskJulieRyan.com. This show is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be medical, psychological, financial, or legal advice. Please contact a licensed professional. The Ask Julie Ryan Show, Julie Ryan and all parties involved in producing, recording, and distributing it assume no responsibility for listeners' actions based on any information heard on this or any Ask Julie Ryan shows or podcasts.